Just kidding. Don't lie. Don't lie to get the date. But you can always, you know, <laughs> stretch the truth a little bit. Looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Pantucci, and this is the Unfiltered Podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious girl talk in between, this is the space for important conversations that women should be having with their best friends. So pour yourself a glass of whatever makes you feel good, sit back, and join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. Hello, hello, hello. We are back with one of my favorite kinds of episodes. That is right. Honey Check is back. I swear to God, one of my most asked questions this month was, are you and Annie still friends? And the answer is yes. Just got a little busy. So we're back. And this week, we're actually introducing something newer. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw this. And if not, you missed it. I'm going to tell you what you missed right now. We started a new segment called What Would Honey Do? We gave people the chance to anonymously submit questions where we would answer them and kind of give you advice on what we would do in those situations. Now, we can't promise that it's good advice. We can't promise it's the right thing to do, but it's what we would do. And obviously, for legal purposes, please don't hold us accountable for any of these answers. Um, But today, we actually answered two of the questions um, after a bunch of bullshit that we talked about. Um, where we catch up on some online shopping mishaps, but we're excited to introduce this. And if you are interested in submitting a question, you can head over to the link in the show description here, or you can head over to the link in my bio and there'll be a little form there. You can anonymously submit questions so you can put like character names if you don't even want to put your real name. Um, But we're going to be pulling those every week and answering them on this segment. Before we get this episode started off, there are a couple things that I would love to ask of you. And by doing these things, it means the world. And I know some of you have done it already, and I feel forever grateful for you. But the first thing is show reviews. If you have the capacity to head over to the Apple page and submit a review for the show, those reviews help the show so much. I would love it if you guys could do that. The second thing is, is if there's a specific episode that you really got a lot from, maybe you felt you inspired from it, maybe you thought it was entertaining, maybe you actually learned something from it, I would love you to share those episodes with a few of your girlfriends. And that is actually the best way for the show to grow and reach new people is by personal referrals from you guys. I just wanted to say thank you and that I appreciate you. And I'm very excited for this week's episode, so let's get it going. The people have been wondering if we're still alive. Actually, a bunch of people have been asking me if we're still friends if we got into a fight. (laughs) Tell the people that we have a life. Yeah. (laughs) You never post with honey anymore. Like, you're not doing honey checks. Like, what happened? Are you and honey still friends? Yeah, we're still friends. Jeez, people. Wow. I didn't think that they liked us that much. I'd like to note that I started the day off with this honey mug, the original. And uh, my dumb ass made a hot coffee and kept my milk frother on the cold setting. And now I'm wondering why my coffee is cold. Ah. Thanks. I have been... We got some uh, things to talk about. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, nope. I'm just going <laughs> to... 
tell you that I was <laughs> been addicted to the pumpkin spice lattes. I've had one every day for the past two weeks. <laughs> That's six forty-seven a day. Seven times seven is forty-nine. Forty-nine times two is a lot of money. I can't help but notice that you have an espresso machine at home and the milk frother that I got you. Um, and you can, you know, you can just buy pumpkin spice syrup. You know that, right? Yeah, that's what some people at work told me is that I could just do that. So yeah. I got to find the syrup. Yeah, Amazon. I got mine off Amazon. I, I don't do know how anybody in this world buys food off of Amazon. Okay, you walk into the grocery store and find the fucking pumpkin spice syrup. But that's what I mean. How do the people of Amazon have it? <laughs> like, where's Amazon okay, so getting this shit from? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought you were talking shit about people shopping on Amazon. It's more so the question of how Amazon gets it. Precisely. Am- think of Amazon as like a reseller. So if I want, if I'm a store, I'm selling these honey check mugs, mm-hmm. I can sell them directly on my store and I can sell them on Amazon. So Amazon gets a bunch of my product and then people can just shop. It's like basically the online Costco. I mean, I'll think about it. I just feel weird buying, like consuming <laughs> things from Amazon. Like, like it's like ordering. Yeah, like I'm not buying eggs <laughs> off of Amazon. <laughs> Whatever. That's it. But I am buying I am buying syrup for my coffee on Amazon for sure. Yeah. Speaking of things that we buy online. <laughs> Here we go. I'm ready. I wake up sips. at six fifty this morning. I'm probably over exaggerating. Right. No, I'm pretty sure it was before seven that you messaged me. And honey and I have been wanting a pair of Valentino shoes each. Each. Like we both love them. <laughs> She's been bugging my boyfriend for every holiday for him to buy me these shoes. So she messages me this morning. You wearing like, them at your birthday. <laughs> they're immaculate <laughs> shoes. They're, they really are. But they're made yeah. with lambskin, first okay. of all. So let's see if the people know about leather. Like you, lambskin creases. We can't talk about lambskin shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Peace be with you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Don't hate me. <laughs> Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> Anyways, she messages me this morning and tells me that she smoked a lot of weed last night as per usual and then shops on Poshmark. <laughs> this always happens. And we're sitting here with three Louis Vuitton bags and a pair of Valentinos later. And she has the audacity to buy these Valentino shoes with a missing rock stud and has the audacity to tell me five minutes before we went live that she's going to go to a shoe place and tell them to put on a rock stud. Honey, it's not the same. First of all, not any shoe place. I was going to go to Valentino, the man himself, and be like, (laughs) I need a new fucking stud. I'm sure he's got bags of them in the back. You think that girl's the first person to lose a fucking stud on her shoe? And you think you're the first person buying used goods and walking in and treating it like you bought it brand new? (laughs) Honey. We we did that. We did that. We did that. We went on a shopping spree one day with Honey's Poshmark Louis Vuitton bags, walked into Louis Vuitton. First of all, back the fuck up. We went into Louis Vuitton because your ass was trying on speedies. I know, but you were going to ask if they could repair your bag and he didn't even. 
<laughs> he remember he looked at your he, bags and then walked away like he did not entertain the idea but this guy was like do you have the receipt and i was like it's from 1982 who still has receipts from 1982 because you can send them back through the store but it was it ended up being like a crazy price yeah you like it would make more sense to go to like a like a leather and he was like it's gonna take like six months and like four hundred dollars i'm like sir i paid 385 for this bag i didn't say that to him out loud but (laughs) in my head (laughs) i'm not about to turn this into a 700 dollars bag so you can go fucking check yourself This is what I mean about buying things online. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. We've talked about this before. I mean, don't get me wrong. I buy things online all the time, too, but it's... You know what? I actually don't think... Here's my thing with shoes, though. Because you know, you want to chirp me about the bags. First of all, the only shitty bag that came in was also a similar situation (laughs) where I was just, like, completely lowballed this chick for a speedy 40. And on Poshmark, if you put in a bid, there's no take backs, literally. Like their hashtag should be no take backs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to approve the transaction. Hashtag no like, takes you, like, <laughs> like you put on a bid there, you it's now in God's hands. Mm-hmm. The seller now decides if they're taking your money or not. So when again one night I was like and I didn't even like a speedy 40 is a weird size having said that now that I've had it for a year I actually like the 40 like I like that I can fit my laptop in it I like that like it fits my laptop my camera whereas like I couldn't with a 35 um so actually like in terms of function and using it I really like the size um but it was like what was it when we looked it up like it was from like 1982 yeah, it was it was older for sure. It was it was really old. There was some of like the it was kind of like um like not stitching, but it was fraying a little. The bag wasn't fraying, but like what's the word I'm looking for? Like there was a bit of thread that had frayed a bit by the zipper. Yeah, and the leather was like, it, I mean, how old is that? Would that be like thirty something years old? The leather's like really cracked and old. Yeah. Um. So I like the girl had it listed for like five eighty five, and I thought I was some fucking smart ass, and I was like, "What is it with three eighty five? It seems to be like because <laughs> I'm like it's not three fifty, which seems low, but it's not four hundred. That seems high. I'm like well, they probably look at what they're making, right? And they're like forty, like you know what I mean? They probably look at that and just keep the keep the number to make a good profit. Yeah. Yeah. So then she accepts. So I like buy this bag and I was like, oh, but yesterday I was, I, I pushed my, my luck with it. I, I stuffed my camera in it, a camera lens, my laptop. I was walking in the rain. Charles was pulling. I was just in such, and then all of a sudden I hear it and I'm like, no, my bag handle breaks. But going back to the shoes, you know how I am with shoes. Define that statement, honey. (laughs) Do I know you're obsessed? Yeah. Do I know that you'll do anything to get a pair of shoes? Yeah. (laughs) Do I know that you resell most of your shoes? Yeah. (laughs) But, like, don't a lot of people do that? Like, if I'm not going to wear them anymore, I'm going to resell them. But you have great quality shoes. That's the difference. Like, you buy. Okay, exactly. So, here's the thing. These shoes retail for what? $12.99? $1,200? How much do they retail for? $13.50. Okay. 
We know for a fact the material of these shoes are going to crease when you start walking in them. Yeah. They crease when you try them on. It's inevitable. They're going to crease. I personally feel like there's certain shoes that are going to be very hard to keep really nice looking. Now, were these the nicest shoes I've ever seen? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but most people are reselling them like between seven and nine hundred dollars. That seems to be like the standard resell. This girl listed them for five hundred, but one of the rock studs was off, and the heel needs to be like, what, what do you call them? Not restudding the heel, but when you put no, like, you need to put a whole plastic. new heel on it because it's it's yeah, like scratched and everything. The leather's coming off the bottom, but a lot of shoes do that. Yeah. A lot of shoes do that. I'm thinking, I basically got these shoes for free. <laughs> she tells me it's like the Ikea commercial, get in the car. She felt like she was robbing a bank. Honey, you got robbed. <laughs> you wait till these shoes show up at the front door. You got robbed. <laughs> You're telling me that when I go into Valentino and get a new little stud on that, and they're sitting at my house. You're telling me you're not going to come into my house and not try them on. I want to come you're with telling you because me you want to go ask for Valentino <laughs> himself. So I, first of all, have to watch that go down. <laughs> and then, yes, I'll come I to your house it. and I, try I, them on. <laughs> I'd like to speak to Valentino. <laughs> Hi, is Valentino, is Valentino here? Who? Valente? Valentino's house. Meso. <laughs> Meso Valentino, I'd like to speak to the man of the, the man of the, house. the man behind the shoe. <laughs> I want to talk to the man behind the shoe, honey. You best believe I'll be trying them on. That's right, and you're gonna be asking to borrow them. I might even sell them to you when you see how immaculate <laughs> they are, because we didn't. We also didn't tell the people they're half a size too small. And she was googling if you can decrease your feet size, not if you can stretch a shoe. If you can decrease your feet size, not a weird thing to Google. People, I Google how to lose thirty pounds in three days. It's basically the same thing. But for feet. <laughs> Anyways, that was our morning. Nothing unusual. That was my that was my Friday night. And nothing yeah. untypical of Honey's Friday night. I do want to say that I did have, hands down, the worst retail experience of my entire life. Have you ever shopped on eBay? No. I'll never do it again. Or I'll do it again, but very wisely. <laughs> what did you do? I, Mama was looking for this one pair of shoes, okay? Oh, okay. The white ones. You saw them. You you felt it in your in your soul too. They were nice. Tell the people they were nice. Remember how I said earlier that Honey will do anything to get a pair of shoes that she loves. This is prime <laughs> example. Here we go. Tell the story. This is it. I can't lie. I speak nothing but truth. I spit nothing but truth. Well, the problem was is that the colorway was the nicest out of all three, and the they second nice. problem was is that they were very nice. Mm -hmm. White, beige, nudes. My color palette. I don't even know this story. So t I'm, I'm excited to hear this because I thought that you were like drop dead in love with them. So yeah, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I'm just, I didn't hear the story. I was until they arrived at my door. This colorway was very hard to find because there were three. And the problem was they were last season. Okay. So like size is very limited. I usually wear an eight. I find them on eBay from this seller. And I'm like immaculate. I go, I saw, I found them like searching five days one morning I was sitting like having coffee in Vegas they pop up I'm like yes and they were like they were on sale too and I'm like 
now we're fucking talking. I'm talking like immaculate sale, like two seventy five. They're like seven hundred dollars shoes. I think they're like selling for like six fifty. And I'm like, perfect. I purchased them. I must have fucked up in the drop down menu mm-hmm. because I didn't select the right size. I literally it was like a forty one, like an eleven. Like I have no idea how I even would have picked that because I normally would order a thirty nine or like a thirty eight. So I don't know what happened in that matrix. Maybe I got too excited, but I bought the wrong pair of shoes. So I go into eBay and I click start a return. And then I message the buyer and I'm like, hey, is there any way I can do an exchange because I got the wrong size and I see you have my original size that I needed. They're like, yeah, unfortunately, because you click start a return, we can't do an exchange. And I'm like, oh, so I just have to like return these and then like buy another pair. He's like, and they're like, yeah, we have one in your size. And I'm like, now I'm fucking stressing. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to get that money back, fuck it. I'll just buy the right pair and then return them. Yeah. Don't look at me like that because it gets worse. Second pair of shoes comes in. When I got the first pair of shoes, duties was $30. I'm like whatever. When I got the second pair of shoes, exact same price, exact same pair of shoes, duties was $67. Make it make sense. Anyways, I open the shoes, I put them on, they're my size, still way too big. Now I'm depressed. It's been like a month. I have two pairs of shoes. I have to return them both. I go to return them. Shipper says, well, it's written on our policy that you have to pay for return shipping. And I'm like, oh, um, okay, well, can you like maybe invoice me for a shipping label through your company and I'll just like pay for that or take that off the return amount? They say no. Tell me how the cheapest shipping back per box is $171. Not $1.71, $171. May I remind you that I have two boxes of shoes. May I also remind you that I've paid $100 in duties. So now we're looking at $500 and mama has zero pairs of shoes. You spent $275 on each pair of shoes and the only way, plus $100 in duty, and the only way that you can send Uh them back is if you pay, these are going to cost you $1,000 to not have them or like a thousand bucks just to deal with the whole thing. But then you're going to get your, you're going to get 500 bucks back, right? I didn't ship them. I'm like, I'm a hundred percent not doing that. So then I like message them on Instagram and they're like, Ooh, we can't help you. And then I call eBay and eBay is like, yeah, sorry, we can't help you. I'm like, I know for a fact, I like get back in touch with this ship, this brand. I'm like, listen, I'm not fighting you or challenging you on your policy there. I'm not. But nowhere in my right mind am I ever thinking that shipping's going to cost more than like 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And when I say 171, I'm talking about they are putting it on a boat to Italy with a tracking number. They said it's going to take three months. 171. You have to send them back to Italy? Yes. Oh, well, there's your problem. Anything shipped to Europe. Trust me. I didn't know that that's where the shipper was located. Oh, I was going to say, mom sends Mr. Noodles and peanut butter to my aunt in Italy all the time. It costs a lot of money. (laughs) Anyways, after a lot of being like, listen, honeys, I know for a fact it didn't cost you $200 to ship me these shoes because you wouldn't have sold them for $275. So tell me how much it's going to cost you to ship them. Send me a PayPal invoice or take it off my return amount. And I'll pay for the shipping at whatever your cost is. They said, okay. But let me tell you, see some of these gray hairs? They're from those fucking shoes. 
So how much is it now for you to ship them back? 40 euros. Way better than the original amount. Dude, I just had my eyes on the prize. I think sometimes I get blinded by the light. (laughs) (laughs) That is your theme song when it comes to anything online Mm. shopping or shoes. Yeah. But but everybody has a kryptonite. Like, everybody's blinded by some light for something. Yours is shoes, for sure. Yeah. But lesson learned. Sorry. Sorry, Ma. Sorry, Ma. <laughs> Five bucks Ma's going to message you after this. <laughs> oh, my God. And Literally. Uh, and say that she can't believe that you purchased the second pair without getting the refund on the first. <laughs> no, she's going she's gonna to send a text being like, I told you, stop fucking buying shoes. <laughs> Anyways. Doesn't matter. I have a dating update for you guys. If you've been watching my stories, you know that I've been continuing with the gifts. I sent upload screenshots to my Instagram stories. I sent Honey a screenshot of my gif, and we did a whole episode on this. He unmatched me after I sent that gif. I saw. (laughs) How do you feel? I don't give a fuck. And like it wouldn't kill you just to say, hey, want like just like, hey, how's it going? Like it's always gotta be a gif. Are you pretty firm on that? I mean, I will tell you that I matched with one guy before that, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna do an A B test here. I'm gonna do one question, I'm gonna do one gif. <laughs> I'm gonna see what comes back. I don't remember the question I asked the first guy. I don't know. A thought a thoughtful question. He unmatched me too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't get why people would match to talk and then unmatch once you start talking. That's my question. That's what I want to get to today. If you don't want to talk to people, why are we on the apps? Did they, I don't know how, I've never been on a dating app. Do they match you? We have to match with each other. To start talking. That's right. But they don't So I start talking and now you have nothing to say? Well, not even that. It's just like, then they unfollow you. Like, do they get to see more photos of you if they match you or something? Or is it just to talk? No. Like, what you see is what you get. Where do these people live? Where, who are these people? I did set my settings to Toronto because I was hoping I can maybe meet up some men on my trip. But, um, yeah. Honey, I'm, I've never been a fan of the dating apps. Mind well, you, I've never been on one. But just the stories that I hear, they're not good. I don't have any good dating app stories. I've met, like, some guys. I mean, like, maybe it was different because when I moved to Vancouver, I just didn't know anyone, and Tinder was kind of new, and online dating was just a bit newer. Um, So I remember meeting up with quite a few people back in the day, and I'm talking, like, eight years ago. (laughs) But I think back then it was different. Like, people actually used it for its purpose. Yeah. And now I'm just, like... I've met a few guys on there that I've, like, continued talking to as friends. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, like, my apps are, like, empty. Hmm. Well, speaking of talking to men, didn't somebody ask us a question about speaking to somebody? That's right. So we're launching our first little segment called What Would Honey Do? (laughs) Now, we need to add a little disclaimer to this because when you ask us what we would do, It doesn't necessarily mean it's what you should do. (laughs) It doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do. It's just what specifically you and I would do. 
what we might do in that situation. Okay. So I just, I feel like for legal purposes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's do this. If we ruin your life, it's not our fault. But if honey or can, they can. we could. <laughs> we just don't want to be responsible for any problems caused through this segment. But yeah, we'll yeah. happily answer your questions. But don't come back at us and say this shit didn't work or this shit did that. Like that. Okay, I agree. You can't come back at us. Yeah. So when you submit these questions to us, we're going to keep your name anonymous. If you want to submit um, character names instead of real names, we can also do that. Um, so this one came in via Instagram. And she said, honeys, I love that. Honeys, I've been crushing on my RMT. He's single. I've been seeing him for years. And we always talk the entire appointment. Do I shoot my shot? I think, f- are you? Are, am I going first or are you going first? Yeah, you're going to go first. Mm. For me, it would depend on a couple of factors. Like, there's two things that I think about. One, can you find another RMT? Because Great question. Personally, can guarantee you that if he, you take your shot and he says no, you're not going back there. And if, he, and if he says yes, he can't be your RMT. Like, can he get fired? I think after, like, step some, one, some probationary period, you could get fired. So you got to be able to find, you got to give up your RMT. <laughs> if you're going to take that shot, you got to give up the RMT. The second we thing. We need to weigh the massage versus the potential chemistry here. How good, how good are his hands? 100%. Second, well. You get free RMT at home. So I guess you got to give it up for a little while. The second question, <laughs> is that home cracking your neck? <laughs> um, the, the second thing is, is he talking to you? And you would know this. And I don't think you would want to, you would be asking us this if this wasn't the case. But is he talking to you to be nice because he is your RMT and you're paying him and you're his client? Or... You know, do you know enough about him to know that he's single? You talk about his personal life and that it's a safe bet to shoot your shot. And if all are clear. That is the biggest question. Yeah. And if all is cleared, 100% shoot. What's that song? Like, shoot, baby, shoot, you know? (laughs) Whoop. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. I also think it's pretty incredible that you're willing to take that because he most he can't like he literally can't say to you, let's get coffee sometime. He's working. So for all you know, he's waiting for you to say something because you're the only one that can. I need to go back to point number two that you made, though. Okay. These people are literally paid to be nice to you. It's like serving. And sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I feel like, okay, you know when you're like a girl and you're like really like someone and then that person's just really nice to you and you're like, oh my God, they must love me back because you're just in that different mindset. Yes. I feel like you have, (laughs) I've been in there. I've been there multiple times. I feel like you have to be able to separate like exactly what you said. Is he being nice to me or is there actual chemistry here? Like how good are we reading this situation? Mm-hmm. I personally think if it's been two years and it's eating up at you <laughs> and like honey said you're okay to get another RMT and never return to that clinic ever again 
Because you know it's true. You're not going back. You're not even driving by. You're, You're not town. going back. And also, it might get around town. Town. <laughs> clinic. It me. might get around clinic. It might get around clinic that you asked the massage therapist of. <laughs> oh, my God. One time I saw my physiotherapist on Hinge. And, like, I made a joke on Hinge. Because I think his thing was, like, challenge me to something. And, like, my – you know I was going to physio, like, every day, basically, because my arm was so fucked. And I was like, I challenge you to make my arm not hurt. And I thought I was being, like, the funniest person in the world. And then after I was like, oh, my God, this guy probably thinks that I, like, tried to match with him on Hinge. And then I went back to my, like – I still go to that physio. But we never <laughs> talked about it ever again. I actually think – Or I ever, remember. really. Not even again. Yeah. I just thought of something as you were talking – and I'm wondering if the honey who asked us that, like, it'd be pretty easy to shoot her shot because if they're talking as much as she is not saying, but she's saying that they talk, what's the harm in them him being like, oh, yeah, I love X coffee shop. I go there every X time and blah, blah, blah. And her being like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to try it. I don't care if you had that coffee every goddamn day for your life. I've always wanted to try it. I'll meet you there. Oh my gosh, I've He's never like, been I see you there sitting before. in the window every day on my way to work. <laughs> she walks in and orders a coffee. They all say hi to her. <laughs> you want the usual? <laughs> she walks in. Hi, honey. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Don't lie. Don't lie to get the date. But you can always, you know, stretch the truth a little bit. Be like, oh my God. Like, I haven't been there in so long. I'd love to go. Maybe, you know, when do you usually go? Maybe I'll stop in. Like, it could be really easy to shoot your shot and it not you not make it so that you can never show your face there or have to get another RMT. Because the worst thing that he's going to do is be like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's just like an informal, like, kind of. Yeah, play it off. Know. Yeah, because then you could play it off. Be like, sorry, I hope that wasn't inappropriate. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, you can get his vibe. And if he's like, mm, you know, 100 percent play it off yeah i'd be like oh sorry was that weird i didn't mean it like that yeah no okay keep it fresh i don't know i just feel like two years i'm telling you there's no way i'd be getting my yeah, rubbed down from a hot guy that i was like in love with for two years yeah but maybe she was with somebody i mean like she how do you be- handle that <laughs> But you know what? She like, wouldn't... how do you how do you physically handle that without being like, oh, my titty slipped. Out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you go in wearing just you go in having your thong higher than your pants, like back in the day, like like full lace. Yeah, full, full lace thong. He gives you the towel. You're like, Red. no, I brought something from home. You bring a kimono. <laughs> You wrap your own. She's kimono. lying sideways. She's lying sideways on the bed. Gets one of those like water on tattoos <laughs> with an arrow. Oh my! <laughs> oh, sorry. That We're was my bachelorette. I can't take that off. <laughs> this is what I mean. Don't listen. After about five minutes, don't listen to us. <laughs> Although the tattoo thing is brilliant because it gives you a new conversation starter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think that's enough for today. <laughs> There's no other questions? I like this question thing. Why don't you 
Do you want to do two? We can do two every episode. I think we need to do one more to make up for our bullshit talk about the shoes. Because they always hear us bitch about Poshmark. Sorry, guys. I think every episode we mention something about Poshmark. I know. They're going to be like, we don't care about the Valentinos anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This girl wants to talk a bit more about settling for less than you know you deserve and want in a job and fearful of leaving because of the unknown or the failure. I feel like both of us can really relate to this question. When I was working in offices, I would get to this stage of like absolute resentment. Mm -hmm. And it would trickle into like every part of my life. I always knew I wanted to do something else, but I always thought I wasn't able to do it. And it first kind of started with like, okay, I'll work full time and then I'll do my side hustle. And then I took on more of a side hustle. And then I was like more interested in my side hustle. When it came down to it, I was like, oh, but I'm not going to be able to do this full time. I'm not good enough to do it full time. And then I swapped and went freelancer for a bit full time and got offered a job at an agency. And I was in this crossroads again of like, okay, well, if I stay as an entrepreneur, like if I leave my freelance job, then I've failed as an entrepreneur. Like that's considered a failure. Mm Mm-hmm. If I go back to the office world, but then if I go back to the office world, like what, what do I experience? What, what do I gain from being at that agency? And I remember sitting in turmoil for that for a really long time only to have, I stayed at that agency for six months, but it was probably one of the best experiences and takeaways I could have gained from that six months because that is what gave me the confidence to leave and start my own Mm -hmm. agency and start freelancing in a different different way. The difference between the last time I went freelance versus the first time was a lot. And the the big things were confidence and money. The first times I tried to quit, I it was kind of like out of the sphere. It was kind of a rash decision. It was because maybe I was forced to do something. So I just was like, okay, well, maybe I'll try. But I didn't actually think I could do it. Versus the other times I had done it. And when I quit the agency, I had, you know, I had put aside like, I think it was like $15,000, $16,000. And I've had that and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Because the worst thing that could happen, like now I know I can survive a few months. And the worst thing that can happen is that I decide it's not for me. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we get very attached to like the need for success or the need for a successful outcome. And that's really fucking terrifying when you feel like you're starting at zero. But you have to weigh out the option. Like what if you fail? Then you find a new job. (laughs) And if you succeed, it could literally be the best fucking thing that ever happened to you. Mm Mm-hmm. So if the worst thing that could have happened to me was that I work in another fucking office and I have to find another job that I like, it's really not as bad as you think it is. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to remove yourself from the feeling that you're in at the moment because I know what you're feeling is like very scary and very overwhelming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like an emotional whirlwind. I just think that uh, when I left multiple jobs that I've, I've had um, to do things that I think that I 
I don't think that you necessarily have to say like, you know, what you deserve, like I deserve better and things like that. It's what you actually want to do. So you're just, Mm -hmm. if you're not happy in your job, then it's just time to go. And if you feel like you're being, not mistreated, but if if you feel like you're worthy of doing more, then get your ass out of there and do what you have to do to do something that makes you feel better. Like I left a job yeah. so I could just serve to make money to do something that made me feel better. And that in between, like of you figuring out what it is that you have to do to get that job that makes you feel good or, you know, to do something that makes you feel worthy and better, don't be ashamed of that. Like if you got to do, if you got to stay at your job for another three months because you know that there's something better on the horizon, you got to kind of change your mentality yeah. about that. And you got to be like, okay, look. I know that I deserve better, but this job is paying my bills. It's giving me money to take that course and it's going to help me with that. I'm making this up, that down payment on something. I got to be here. So, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do. And it's kind of just like, I think it's just really a switch in mentality because if you sit at a job and go, I deserve better than this, then of course you do. So that's Mm -hmm. where they go. Like, it's pretty simple. You got to go. But like you said, you need money and you need confidence. And I think that only yeah. comes when you can switch your mentality of um, there's no shame in me doing what I got to do to get to where I'm going. Yeah. And so if yeah. you literally. It. Yeah. And if you fail, we didn't really like cool. Next. Try something else. Like just keep doing it. Like isn't there. Didn't somebody say I've, I've heard this like many times online that don't you have like four or five or something like 10 careers in your lifetime or something like that. I've heard that. Yeah. It's funny because I have this like, not this panic, but I feel this heaviness around like societal pressure around my age and not like aging as a woman, but I mean like, I feel like, okay, I'm about to turn 32. I'm podcasting for free. (laughs) I'm in this like flux of, I know something big's going to happen, but I just feel like I haven't started my actual job yet. I have this, yeah, I feel this societal pressure of like, oh, so like if a few more years happen, then what? I'm going to start my job at 37, mm-hmm. 35. And then like, can you, can you do, you know, like normal thoughts? Like, can I do this stuff when I'm old? If I don't meet my partner for another three years and then I want to have a few years with him and I want to travel the world and I want to do all this, the next thing you know, I'm 38. Do I want to start having a baby when I'm 38 years old? Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I start to notice, like bringing it back to your question, I start to notice that a lot of my stress comes from like these societal pressures around what's considered norm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can tell you a lot of emotional turmoil and stress in my early mid 20s, even honestly, throughout all of my fucking 20s, (laughs) came from so much internal resentment because I fucking hated what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I most of the time stayed in that mentality of like, I need I need this job to survive versus changing that to being like, okay, if I know like what's my escape plan? How can I say, okay, well, I know I got to be here today. How can I go in and have a great eight hours? Get what I need to get from this so I can start building my escape plan. And once you can remember that things, like you said, are temporary, it's not your forever. Mm -hmm. I remember how many seawall walks we had, especially during the pandemic. Like, I mean, everyone was hit hard, but like 
you plan fucking weddings. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally my full-time job. <gasps> but then I started sir I was also serving at the time and the hard thing was was that um I went back to serving just before the pandemic hit just so I could float myself throughout my first year so that I was not in the scarcity mode with clients. It was like I was taking good clients and I wasn't mm-hmm. stressing. And all of a sudden the pandemic hit and I could not leave the restaurant industry. I could not. You tell me who else was hiring at that time. Like I literally could not leave and I had to pay my bills. But it was just that kind of switch in mentality of like, okay, well, I know that indefinitely right now I have to be here. So I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to make money. Uh, You know what I mean? Like you just got to kind of, and it's okay. Fuck, at one point you were making more money than me. I was like, (laughs) fuck this. I should just. Honey wanted to come serve, and I then I. She's like, "Honey, if you came and served with me, we'd be fired." <laughs> Honey couldn't serve with me because I, I wouldn't have my job. <laughs> we would just dick around the whole shift. <laughs> I would be the worst, the absolute worst server of all time. People would be like, "My food's cold." I'd be like, "What the fuck would you like me to do about it?" I. I didn't make it. Not my problem. I would literally spend, you would spend your shift doing that. I'd spend my shift pissing my pants. We couldn't work together. But it was. I'm not wearing my mask. Okay, then stay outside. What the fuck do you want me to do? I I literally would take no one's shit. I need your name and number for contact tracing. You put the cute people's names in your personal cell phone. <laughs> Hi, honey. Your table's ready. It's honey. <laughs> you say with this girlfriend, I'd be like, yeah, just put your number in for contact tracing. <laughs> like, this is what I mean. How would we work? <laughs> Honestly, where I was working, they love us both. They, they'd allow it. But I think it's just a switch in mentality. And the last thing I'll say is that it's okay if, like, for a period of time, <laughs> you're not working for something. What? They wouldn't allow it because when all the restaurants shut down, I know Honey's boss, and I don't even work at at this space. And I texted him, being like, "I have an idea. Honey and I will drive and do all the deliveries (laughs) for the restaurant. We'll film it. We'll podcast on location." He's like, "One, you don't even work for us, and two, no." And I was like, "Oh, okay." When we thought that was beyond brilliant. Can you imagine Honey Best Check idea. live every Tuesday night when we deliver pasta and pizza and knock on people's doors? In the car. That would have been amazing. Free publicity for the restaurant. It would have been so funny. And then I swear to God, people would have ordered just so that we could show up at their door and they can get on camera. <laughs> no one knows who we no are. <laughs> We're in the car. Honey, it's going to be a big one today. People want us to bring them food. Crickets. Phone cricket. Hi, honey. You're like, thanks. <laughs> Just contactless delivery. No one even sees us. <laughs> oh, anyways, honey. Oh. I'm happy to be back. We missed you. Thanks, honey. Next week, we're going to talk about um, how um, I, I met with a dog whisperer for her to communicate with Charles and what oh happened. Oh, my God. What? What? How did we not do that this week? Oh my god, we need to do that next week. Don't play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. Oh my god. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Allie. 
just a friendly reminder that I have new episodes that drop every single week, including some bonus content called Honey Check, co-hosted with my best friend, Jenna Garrow, where we catch up for some classic girl talk. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the show. And of course, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only do I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes, but it helps support the show so much. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at unfiltered with Allie. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes, slide into my DMs, and you can find the link for my free online Facebook community. This is designed for inspiring badass women all around the world. Can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye.